As a mom, you wear a lot of hats, and sometimes it seems like you're going in a million directions at once. At the 29-Minute Mom, we want to give you the tools to bring it all under control and reach your highest potential. If you give us a few minutes, we'll help you find those extra hours you need every week to achieve balance and satisfaction in everything you're trying to get done. The 29-Minute Mom. It's time just for you. And now, here's your host, life's organization expert, author and coach, Jennifer Ford-Berry. Moms out there listening today, this is Jennifer Ford Berry back again with another episode of the 29 Minute Mom. And we are going to get you super excited about skincare today. So, I and it's not your typical skincare, this is not a makeup tutorial, it's totally something you've never heard about before and a different way of looking at how to take care of your skin in an a healthy and organic way. So, I would like to welcome my guest to the show, Lorraine Delmar. Thank you so much for having me. It's lovely to meet you, Jennifer. It's lovely to be on the podcast. Yes, I'm so glad. And so you are in Britain. It's four o'clock there right now. And um, I was going over your website today, and I think it's just going to be something that a lot of our moms listening are going to be very intrigued, possibly on the business side, but also just how we approach skincare these days. Um, I'm going to let you jump in and kind of tell your your background and your story. But the bottom line is, is that you are the CEO of Formula Botanica, which is an organic cosmetic company out of England. And um, you also, this is the interesting part, you don't just sell products, but you actually teach other people how to create organic skincare, which is so cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for the introduction. I should add, we don't sell skincare at all. We you don't, only, not at all. Okay. No, no. We only teach people how to make it. So, and hair care as well. So okay. we're a school. We're an so online That's so school. cool because the thing that I loved about it when I first was introduced to your website is the fact that basically you're empowering women with this yes. to build their own businesses which yeah. is really, really unique to the skincare business. So go ahead and tell us a little bit more about your company and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, so well, Formula Botanica is a, an online organic cosmetic formulation school and we teach people how to make their own natural botanical organic skincare and hair care and at some point in the future makeup as well. And we teach them how to formulate because anyone can formulate, anyone can cook, anyone can make their own clothes, anyone can make their own beauty products. And we've been told by the mainstream beauty industry that isn't the case, that you need to be a chemist, you need to wear a white lab coat, you need to, you know, you need to be a scientist in order to do all these things. And nothing could be further from the truth. And so I've been out there in the world busting that myth now for well over seven years. Uh, and so I run my school and we have almost 13,000 students and graduates. We're in 175, 176 countries around the world. It has been phenomenal. The success has been mind blowing actually because everyone wants to learn how to make their own beauty products and they want to empower themselves with those skills. So I have 40 staff, we teach online basically. So we have uh, nine different courses and a membership site and people come and study with us. They stay for the community and we have the most incredible community of graduates all around the world who launch their own brands or people who just formulate for themselves. 
So yeah, it's been it's been really exciting actually the last seven years and humbling to be part of this and to watch the growth and watch the impact around the world. What what like you know what was the turning point in your life where you started to go in this direction? I was on maternity leave, so fits in very nicely with obviously what you're talking about on the podcast. I started my business when I was on my first maternity leave back in 2010 when my eldest son was born. And I was um, watching the BBC's Apprentice and they were making an iPhone app and I was sleep deprived out of my mind, of course, new mother. And I just thought, you know what, if they can do it, so can I. Mm -hmm. And so I created an iPhone app. I hired a development company in India. I figured out how to do all of this and I made a DIY beauty app and it did really well. And it was downloaded all over the world. And I had some really lovely PR features in, in glossy magazines. And I thought, okay, what's next? And so then I thought, now I want to start my own skincare brand. And I'm a biologist by training, I should add as well. And so I threw myself into learning how to make skincare. And I actually took a small online course with what was Formula Botanica at the time. I was one of its first ever students. Okay. And I loved it and got on really well with it. And then I went on maternity leave again and had the opportunity, because I had a second, second child, obviously. And I had the opportunity to uh, take over the school I trained with. And at that point, it was a tiny side hustle. It was sold to me very much along the lines of this is just one hour a day. You know, you can do this in your spare time. There's a one woman show. So I bought it on maternity leave with my baby and my toddler in tow, my legal team. And then, yeah, it was very exciting because I went back to work to my, my day job. But within four months, I had set the business up in such a way that I could quit. So I quit my job, threw myself into Formula Botanica. And here we are seven years later. It's no longer you know, sort of like a side hustle. <laughs> I obviously yeah, don't yeah, run yeah, it yeah. one hour a day. <laughs> yeah. I obviously work many, many more hours than that. And as I said, we now have almost 13,000 students and we're global. I, I think it's very common that people make a pivot turn during maternity leave. I think it's so interesting that I think that it's each time I had a child, something big changed in my career because it just helps you reevaluate everything. Maybe you're looking for more time with your baby or you just had time to stop and think for a minute. Um, yeah. You know, I remember thinking a lot during all those breastfeeding sessions. So, <laughs> or maybe it's the lack of sleep that goes to our brain that just makes us do risky things. I don't know, but something's yeah. to be said with maternity leave and pivoting <laughs> in your career. Um, so I'm sure there's other ladies out there that can relate. I think the part that is really interesting to me is that you did buy it in the um thinking that it was just going to be a little hustle or a little side hustle and they even said oh one hour a week and here you are um so that says a lot about how you grew the company um were you passionate about you know organic ingredients and organic skincare before this yes so obviously i studied as a biologist as i said i then did a master's degree in environmental sustainability and I worked as an environmental consultant and I worked in the renewable energy industry for over a decade. Um, and it was really interesting. I had great career opportunities, although those sort of died away once I, I had my children, I have to admit, which again led me to pivot. Um, I worked all over the world. I was based in, uh, in Russia, in the Netherlands, obviously here in the UK. I've lived in the States, in Australia. I've been around the world. And it was a fantastic opportunity, but I always found myself on big construction sites rather than actually working with the plants that I loved. 
And I just wanted to do something with plants. I just knew that I wanted to sort of embrace the positivity of these amazing botanicals that can do such amazing things on the skin and hair. And that's what led me to it really. So yeah, I came to it very much from a, a position of positivity. And then exactly as you said, you know, I went back from maternity leave the second time and I worked for really nice people, but they just hadn't planned anything for me. And I went from being very senior in the organization to being shoved up in the attic with nothing to do. I think you call it mommy tracked in the US. <laughs> I'd never heard of that term before until recently. <laughs> but yeah, I, I kept knocking on their door going, give me some work, give me some work. And they had nothing. So I realized I had to create those opportunities for myself if I really wanted to make something of my career. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So tell us, you know, for there's so many questions, but to start, tell us something that we're not already aware of, of why we should be looking at these types of natural organic plants for our skincare more than the things that are on the shelves in the stores. Well, I mean, there's plenty of reasons for that. I'd say that the main thing really is when you buy from an indie brand formulator, and that's what we're talking about here, indie brands who put these amazing natural and botanical products out there, they have that secret ingredient that you won't get from the mainstream brands, which is love. And I find that um, because I approach it very much from a position of positivity rather than vilifying what's out there already, I'm, I'm always talking about the fact that, you know, these, these botanical ingredients can have such positive and profound effects on people's skin and hair. And I hear this all the time from the people in our community, which is how they come to it. You know, they have these skin conditions, they have issues that they've been struggling with their whole lives. And then they suddenly start to play with botanical oils and butters and waxes, and it slowly just melts away. And that is a very profound because once you start to look at what is actually used in a lot of the mainstream products, it is all basically sort of cheap fillers, a lot of water, basically a lot of ingredients that drive the price down, which means they can churn out millions of units at a very low cost rate. And you just don't get that so much with an indie brand formulator. So for me, it is all about the love that you can get from these, these natural formulations, which I don't think you're going to get in the shops. And that is again proven time and time again, when you see the big players, the Unilevers, the L'Oreal's, the Procter and Gamble's, they are buying up the indie brands because they can't compete at that same level. You don't have that founder story. You don't have that connection that you get with, with those natural and botanical formulations. And they see the writing on the wall. Um, so yeah, I think the indie sector, the natural sector has been fascinating to watch it come up over the last 10 years because people now want to buy from people and they want to buy products that can, that can really benefit them. Yeah, we've gotten smarter and wiser. Um, and I feel like it just always goes back to, you know, the same thing when I think about essential oils just being the, you know, God's medicine that he created a long time ago on the earth. And it's like, there was so many resources given to us that are out there in nature. And now here we are over here trying to make new companies that add in toxins to natural, you know, beautiful things and make it toxic. But because of the branding, we fall for it. So if we were to just go backwards to what we started with on the earth, those are the things that are the healthiest for us or the things that are the best for our bodies. And it was intended that way. It's so I think it's nice to see more and more people realize that. Um, so if say somebody's listening and they're, you, you know, they weren't planning on hearing an episode like this today, but you know, maybe it's a mom driving in the car or waiting at the airport or, you know, doing laundry, 
and she's like, well, this, this perks my interest, but it sounds a little complicated because I'm not a biologist and I don't understand formulas. What would she do? What could be a simple thing that maybe we don't even realize that we could start implementing this week? Because I like real life tips for our listeners. And I like, I don't like to put out big ideas and not tell them where to start because women can feel overwhelmed. And then this will just be another episode they hear and it's come and gone. So what can they do that would help you know, get them started on this track. I love it. Absolutely anyone can formulate. And it really isn't as complex as it's made out to be. In fact, it's easy and it's fun. And the thing that I love the most is when I watch people make their first formulation and they go, oh, actually, that was really quite straightforward. And that was fun. I really enjoyed that. And it feels and smells so good. And I really want people to understand. And I hope your listeners take this with them as well is, anyone can do this. And I would love to encourage anyone listening to just go and buy one simple botanical oil, not an essential oil, but a carrier oil, something like rosehip oil, argan oil, avocado oil, really high quality oils, and just use them neat on their skin, tiny bit like a serum after their their moisturizers and, and cleansers at night. And just see how you feel because even that can make such a profound difference. And if you enjoy that, go and find a simple lip balm recipe. Well, actually, we have tons of recipes on our uh, blog on, at formulabotanica.com, but just blend an oil and a wax and a butter together. It's very simple. You just have a water bath, much like you do when you melt chocolate when you're cooking. You melt them together. You pour them into a little container. You let them solidify. Ta-da, there's your lip balm in three equal parts. And it is so empowering once you realize that just your shea butter, your beeswax, your almond oil has created something that you might actually pay $5 for in the store. I actually don't know how much lip balms cost in the US, but I'm just making that up. Um, So just have fun with it. Try something simple and you will realize how empowering that is. And I watch our students go on that journey and they start with those really simple recipes, those simple formulas, and they build their way up. And within a few months, they're making emulsions, they're making shampoos, they're making conditioners. And they're like, wow, this is so empowering. Because if you can cook, you can make beauty products as well. And it's been that way for millennia. You know, if I found uh, over Christmas, I was researching the history of the beauty industry and I found some really old DIY beauty books from the 1500s and 1700s written in like old French and old English. They were putting olive oil in their hair then as well. Nothing really has changed. And it's almost like we're returning to our roots with that. Yeah. Anyone can do it. And you can make products for your babies. Yep. Once you learn this and you don't have to worry about what you're putting on your baby's skin. Um, Maybe, you know, if you're your teenager has acne, it could be really a cool project to work on that together. Um, Where do you suggest getting, you know, when moms hear avocado oil, grapeseed oil, they see those things, you know, but what about beeswax? What about the ones that maybe it's harder to find? Do you have suggestions where your, your favorite places to buy those things? Yeah, there are so many cool online stores all around the world. And in the US, you have tons of them. I mean, you've got places like Mountain Rose Herbs and Lotion Crafter. I mean, there are just so many of them from Nature with Love. Just Google it, honestly, you will find tons of them. And they sell them in tiny quantities and it gets addictive. I will say that. <laughs> I you go- your little uh, shelf behind you right now. It looks very enticing. <laughs> well, those are all graduate products. They've been I know. It just, the world. I love, I'm sure it smells really good in your office too. <laughs> very exciting. I am very fortunate. Like I never run out of skincare or hair care because I get sent so much stuff. Yeah. yeah it's 
gets addictive. You're on these websites and you're like, okay, I'm buying some rosehip oil, but look, they've also got burriti oil and they've also got kiwi seed oil. And <laughs> before yeah. you know it, you've got a whole like shipment coming your way. So you have got to be careful with it. Yes. So tell us, um, one of the things I noticed on your website, you know, that I think the listeners will find interesting are the new beauty trends for 2021. I know one of them you uh, mentioned, you actually have your own podcast, um, if people are interested, which we'll link to in the show notes, Um, but you talk about skinimalism and other 2021 trends. So tell us a little bit about what's going on out there in this world. Well, what's been really interesting to watch actually over the last year is having gone into lockdown and having had this global pandemic, I think people are really reconsidering the way that they interact with consumer brands and consumer goods. And what I've seen very strongly come out of the beauty industry is this move towards sustainability, towards inclusivity, towards diversity, all the things that we should have had in place as an industry for decades and now finally very gently starting to happen. Skinimalism is a great example of that, you know, where we use fewer products, maybe more multi-purpose, multifunctional, longer lasting products. You could have, for instance, a shower bar that also doubles as a shampoo bar. You can have um, a moisturizer that also works maybe as a a cleansing balm, for instance. There are lots of ways of, of doubling these things up. And I think that's where the industry is going to be headed. And that's certainly what everyone is talking about at the moment, you know, things like biodegradability, about lower consumption rates, about packaging, obviously, which is a huge, huge thing. Um, So that I think is the the main thing that we're going to be seeing in 2021 and moving ahead. And obviously, you know, as, as you've seen on our blog, we've been talking about lots of different trends coming up, things like diversity, inclusivity, obviously extremely important conversations that need to be had. Um, So yeah, I think those are probably the biggest ones. Uh, I love it because being that I'm, you know, an expert in the organizing industry, I'm hoping my clientele will have less clutter with this thing (laughs) because the amount of products I see in the average woman's bathroom is nuts. I mean, it's just, and and then compared to the amount that they actually use, you know, it's, I would say they use 10% of what is actually in their bathrooms. Ooh, that is so wasteful, but yeah. it's true. We're all like yeah. it to a certain degree. And I mean, obviously my shelfie behind me with all my graduate products is <laughs> pretty guilty of that too. But the average woman has on average, I think 16 products on her bathroom shelf. Oh yeah, I did read that on your site. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure most people don't use all of them. And then right. a lot of that is thrown away. And it, it's a shame because a lot of those natural ingredients then go to waste. And when, I mean, you were talking about essential oils, you know, it takes thousands and thousands of hectares to grow even several kilos worth of certain essential oils. The land footprint is huge. And I don't think people think about using their products, using their ingredients sustainably once they start to buy beauty products. And that is in part also because the beauty industry has been pushing us to buy more and more and more stuff over the last few decades. You know, when I was a child, people didn't have 16 products stood on their bathroom shelves. Things have changed dramatically in the last 40 years. And I think we as customers and consumers, we have a role to play in changing that as well. 100%. 100%. Do you, um, are there expiration dates on your botanicals? Okay, just. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, every every botanical ingredient, every beauty product, in fact, regardless of who makes it, has an expiry date on it. 
the the mainstream brands obviously seek really long expiry dates you know you're looking mm. three years generally for what they're looking for and to do that they have to use pretty strong preserving compounds in order to achieve that mm-hmm. but you can have for instance solid lotion bars they have a pretty long shelf life as well mm. and they're very simple to make and yeah pretty sustainable in their uh, in their use as well yeah very very interesting anything else we should know about this um just the way we're looking at skincare and what what are we going to do if we if we're starting to feel like we want to go into this direction and we walk into our bathroom and there's you know hundreds and hundreds of dollars of beauty products in there waiting um even though we didn't use it you know i hear it all the time well it costs a lot of money so what's your suggestion to that i'd say firstly go and use them up (laughs) <laughs> that's the first thing you need to do don't just chuck them out you've paid a lot of money for that get to the end of the product and then start to think about what you actually need and start to question some of the things that the mainstream industry is telling you you know you don't need 10 products in your evening skincare routine that is just not something you need you might want a cleanser you might want a moisturizer you might want a serum but that's probably, you know, all you really need in your life. So start to look at what is essential to you and then start cutting it down. I would also recommend shopping with with small brands because, Mm -hmm. you know, they're the lifeblood of our economy, regardless of what country you live in. And there are some amazing indie brands out there and some amazing indie retailers too who who sell some of these small brands. Mm -hmm. So go and find out who around you makes beauty products and go and buy from them because not only are you then, you know, supporting your local economy, you're also lifting up a local brand and that is always very exciting oh yes supporting another mom and her business is very rewarding um so again your website is just tell everybody where they can find you social media wise and your website and your podcast so that they if they don't see the show notes they can hear it absolutely well thank you so we're at formulabotanica.com And uh, we have a free online organic cosmetic formulation course on there. We'll show you how to make a body butter. You know, it's really fun. You get to watch me break it down in terms of what all the ingredients are. Um, We're also at Formula Botanica on every social media platform, pretty much. You can find us everywhere. We're very active on Instagram. And I run the Green Beauty Conversations podcast where I have conversations with people about what green beauty means, what sustainable beauty means, really going into the science sometimes behind it as well. So do come and give me a listen if that is something that you're interested in. Yes, absolutely. And I just love that you are, you know, you're running a business, but it has purpose and you're lifting women up in the, you're, you're doing a lot of things, but you're empowering women to go and help themselves, you know, and to say, if this is something that you're interested in, um, then just start doing it for fun and see where it goes. And maybe you can get to a point where it becomes a source of income. Um, and becomes your own, your own purpose. So that is really amazing. It's very interesting. Um, you've definitely perked my interest. I've done some of these things before in the past, but I think it's always good to just remind women how easy it really is because a lot of women will think, well, I don't have time for this. It's much easier to just go down to my local, you know, pharmacy and grab a bottle off the shelf. But what you make is so much more fun, right? And probably long lasting, and you don't have to guess what's in it. Um, And I think the fun, if you come up with something really good, I've had, you know, like I said, done this in the past, you want to share it with everybody. You want your friends to use it. I can see where the business is created. Absolutely. And then of course you have an unlimited supply of Christmas presents. Yes. 
<laughs> and the cuter your packaging, the more you can sell. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Lorraine, for being on the show. And I know that um, there's going to be lots of women listening that are interested. So I just encourage them all to reach out to you um, and to check out your website and your podcast and just good luck. Good luck to you. Keep thank up you. the good work. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me on the show. It's been really lovely talking to you. Absolutely. You'll have to um, check back with us in the future to let us know how it's going. Will do. Thank you. Okay, take care. And thanks for everyone listening today. We hope you have a wonderful, blessed day and we'll see you next time.